again, everybody. It's me, JR Man. Welcome to your Life's Word podcast. How you doing? Hope your week's going incredibly wonderful. Greetings to all of you from around the country, around the planet. Those of you listening off planet, how are you? This week we're going to do Love Alone. Loving Alone. The universe so wants you to love alone, it's not even funny. It really does. It's like begging you to love alone, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, A few quick notes. The book we've been working on, Year, is what we're calling it, 365 Contemplations by yours truly. Hello, how are you? Uh, That's coming out very, very soon. We're in the last stages of editing, but I want you to be excited because I'm excited about it. And I really do think this is a project that um, it it definitely didn't, you know, bear out of anything like I was consciously throwing against the wall. Like this, like you want to talk about organic type of thing that happened. And I tell people the story like when and in early 2017, when I was like, OK, uh, we're going to have a book by the end of 2017, um, it, it, it looked nothing like what we've just done. <laughs> so it, and again, it was real like understanding, like allowing the creative process to t- just take hold. Uh, the, the short of it is, is that in 2017, I really locked down to having 365 days where I was, where I was super methodical about my study, my contemplation, and just really putting that practice into my life. And everything in the book year that we've now uh, done um, bears out of that uh, 365 days. But also, I think you'll dig it. I really do. I think you'll dig it. It's something that uh, you can carry with you. Uh, and I don't mean... Um, you know, like a notebook. Well, I mean, you can use it as a notebook, I suppose, but uh, I, I think it's more of a resting um, work. It's it's a resting work. I think that's what it is. Like when you want rest, like I hear from a lot of people and I see a lot of people who talk about rest. In fact, a guy just texted in and he was like, yo, can you pray for rest for me? I think year, the thing that we just got done doing, uh, and when I say we, I say myself, uh, Rob Supan, who did the design on it, uh, supancreative.com, uh, my wife, who, who's been a part of the editing process, um, I think we kind of came into it that way too, like this is a book of rest, like this is a book you can turn to to find some rest, and that's contemplation, right? That's a deeper sense and look at you. So I think you'll enjoy that. So enough sale, sell, enough of, of that. I'm, I'm just excited. That's why I'm talking about it. Um, the other thing that we started to do, and we just had our first meeting um, a few days ago, which is we're doing spiritual direction training now. And again, another thing that I didn't think I would be doing, but a friend of mine was like, yo, do you do spiritual direction training? And I'm like, well, we, we can. So I came up with a syllabus, uh, you know, kind of a, a bunch of books to read, and then um, a years-long It'll be a year's long worth process with six workshops intertwined in the year among these books that we're also reading uh, and some workshops. You don't have to be in Southern California to do it because we're going to make we're going to fashion it online as well. If you're interested, Jr. at jrman.com. The last name is M-A-H-O-N. So if you're uh, like and here's and here's who you are, right? If you're interested in that, like if you're a pastor, if you work on a church staff, if you're um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a Christian church. It doesn't necessarily have to be that. Um, if you are uh, somebody who leads groups, if you're a leader in your business, if you're in the corporate world and you are a manager and you just want to learn some process techniques and methodologies to sit and listen and to be able to be with people better, uh, this is, this is the training for you. 
Uh, and the way I carved it out was uh, the way I would do things. So if you listen to the podcast and you kind of get my vibe, you know that uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of BS attached to a lot of the stuff that I do. Um, so we go at it like uh, we go at it hard, man. And we just and we go load. Let's take a look at let's take a look at ourselves. And, and in spiritual direction, you really need to step aside for another person. So the deep work as a spiritual director is really becoming attuned to what's happening on the other side of you versus versus just simply who you are and what you bring to the table. Uh, because you got to be in a position to listen and you got to be in a, uh, you also got to be in a position not to fix. And that's hard for people because like me, man, if you're like me, I'm a dude, Irish East Coast. I want to fix shit. I'm just, I want to get in there and make sure that it's okay. Okay. So that's what's going on next week on the big podcast. We're going to do Ask JR. So it's JR at JRMan.com. JR at JRMan.com. If you've got questions uh, on anything, on any, I don't care what your questions is. I, I, questions are, I will answer, I'll answer deep geological questions, right? If you got questions about lava, I'll answer those. I'll try to answer those. But, but if you got questions about life, if you got questions about direction of life, if you got questions about whatever season you're in, sticky relationships, sticky spirituality, your faith has come to an end, the God sucks type of stuff. If you got any of those, shoot them over and we will answer all your questions next week. And I don't care how or what they are or who you are either. I don't really care. I love you all, but at the end of the day, I try to. I mean, that's that's the deal, right? Okay, so uh, if you've been with us the last couple weeks, last three weeks or so, you know that I've been heavily involved uh, in just talking about attachments and how we attach to people, places, and things and how we put our belief into people, places, and things that they're going to make us happy. And that's bullshit, and, that, and we all need to understand that, that you will be tragically let down in your life if you place your happiness in people, places, and things, your career, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your car, your clothes, where you travel, how you travel. Like, you know, I'm amazed at all the Instagram accounts, uh, for example, that are like you in a private plane. And then I want to go, what's the motivation for all the private plane like postings? And then I read another post that said people are actually renting, not flying in them. They're just renting the time in front of the plane to take the pictures in multiple different ways and multiple different outfits so they can load their Instagram accounts with it. Because at the end of the day, we're placing such a high degree of attachment on what other people think of us that that's the course of health? Question mark? No, that's not the course of health, which leads us into loving alone. So um, there's this great, great verse, and hold on. I'm always leaning in to get the books every time. Every time I start the podcast, I don't have the book in front of me. Hold, oh, please. I know you're like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> okay, there's this great verse in Matthew, and I'm opening it up right now. So it's Matthew. Uh, 1423, Matthew 1423. So this is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew opens up the New Testament of the Bible. The New Testament's like halfway through the Bible. So if you're new to the Bible, you just kind of like, you like hold the book and you, you hold it up and then you go halfway and you just slice your hand down that and you should hit the book of Matthew. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are kind of the accounts of Jesus or Jesus's teachings and people that hung out with them, very good friends of his, uh, best friends, some would say. And Matthew 14, 23 says, and after he, talking about Jesus, after he had dismissed the crowds, he, meaning Jesus, went up to the mountain by himself to pray. So again, um, hold please. 
always have your books ready if you're doing a podcast, right? That, that'd be my, like, when you're searching Facebook and you see 10 great tips for a good podcast, mine would be always have your books near you so you don't have to roll away from the mic. So most of us come to this verse and we see Jesus going, we, he leaves the crowds. Like, we got to understand, man, what the, what the weeds are in this verse, Jesus is out there, man, you know, selling it to the folks. He's out there giving his best, like his everyday grind out with the people, loving on them and helping them understand themselves away from themselves. In other words, teaching to the ego, teaching to the pride, letting them know that there are greater things in this existence than just simply power and fame and success and money and all the ordinary BS that we go through that just that we attach to that kills us. So he's out there slinging it every single day. He's out there, you know, hitting the Instagram and hitting the Facebook and getting his message out. And he's doing it in a very powerful way, obviously. I mean, <laughs> he, he never technically wrote a book or a song. You know, he, he was in his lifetime never inducted into any Hall of Fame. Um, and But his lasting teachings are what the world has wrapped themselves around. And we got to understand that. Regardless, uh, when we get into the weeds about, uh, you know, son of God, not son of God, here was a guy that had the most amazing teachings and just really tipped the world upside down. So he was out there getting it done. And I want you to know that that he was human. And when he goes up to the mountains to pray, he, he's going up to re- tap back into the essence of who he is. He's, he's going back up to, to fill up, essentially. And to fill up means he's looking at himself, and he's doing that with God Father. And oftentimes when, when the American church reads this, it's like, this is a signal back to us that you've got to go and pray. You go pray. You go get by yourself and do that. But there's an essence to why he leaves the crowds and goes up the mountain to pray. It's not simply a methodical, hey, if you don't pray, you suck. If you don't find time to go up the mountain, you're an idiot. You're not a good Christian. You're not a good praying person. You're not good spiritually. There's an essence that we need to attach to it. And we all have that essence that sits inside of us. And so did Jesus. So Jesus is not far removed from us in this verse. This verse isn't, hey, look at me, and if you're not doing what I'm doing, you suck. This is him being human and going away and tapping into him, tapping into his essence, because he's, he was, he's giving so much, and you give so much. You've got kids and jobs and responsibility and bills to pay and worries going on. Maybe you're addicted to something. Maybe somebody you know is addicted to something. Like, your life is wrapped around stuff, Maybe there's a boss, a jerk at work, right? And, and, and it's just a pain in the ass and it's just, it's heavy on you. And there's that little call and that little thing inside of you that says, go, go be alone, go pray, go sit and stare at the wall, go veg out. Now I know a lot of us in 2018 are playing Fortnite right now. Like this is the big deal. Like I'm going to go veg on Fortnite. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm not talking about going to have a beer or smoking a joint or vegging on Fortnite. I'm talking about tapping into you. I'm talking about loving alone, the ability to love alone, the ability to go tap into yourself and love. So we need to talk about love. Like, what is that, right? What is that deal? What is the love? To truly love somebody at the end of the day is to really see them as they are, to really see them as who they are. And allow it, (laughs) not give them permission, 
but for you to, to give yourself permission to get in there and to be all in on who they are and allow it, right? And not try to change it or bring your own prejudices to it or your own judgments to it or your own structure to it, right? And we do that. And we absolutely do that. I do, I do it with my wife for the last 24 years. I don't like something I tell her and then there's an expectation to change versus really to understand who she is, how she moves through this world. And then the two of us are all in on one another in that love. And that love creates more love, right? Yeah, there's things that I don't like that we're going to express. And there's things that she doesn't like that she's going to express 100%. But if I'm in the act of changing her, or if I'm in the act of thinking she can make me happy, that's not love. That's not love. Love has a real freedom to it. Love has a real discourse of of, of selflessness to it and a bit of sacrifice to it. And when I talk about those words, I'm not talking about denial of yourself. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about whipping you in order for something good to happen. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about our attachments and how we see and how we perceive and how we judge. When you allow a person, place, or thing to be, to be, and really embrace that beingness, you are, you are loving. So we go back to Jesus going up. Like, like he's tapped, man. He's tapped. And he's going to find a loving, soulful rest in him, in God, in the Trinity, right? In the universe. However you want to go there with it. I'm just looking at notes, so it's okay. So Again, your, your life, like my life, has got stuff. And I know there's that little voice inside that's like, yo, go get a loan, right? And for most of us, that looks like a vacation, I'm sure, right? It's like, let's go to Cabo. Let's go to Cabo. Let's go to Barbados. Let's go to Europe. For some of us, it might be, let's go sit at a retreat center and have a week of silence. And there, there, there are people that do it, for real. For some of us, it, you know, uh, it, might be, um, it might be taking a drive. It might be taking a drive. I know some people that like the most active prayer life, the most active prayer life for them is when they're driving and that's fine and that's cool and that's happy. And if you can get into that rhythm where that is like that is, that's wonderful. Go for it. You don't simply need a monastery to go pray, right? Absolutely. But there's the act of seeing that needs to happen when you love. In other words, when you're in allowance of somebody else or somebody or something in its being, you're seeing and what are you seeing, quote unquote, right? What are you seeing, quote unquote? Not just with your eyes, but what are you seeing? And it's you're seeing yourself. You're coming to the understanding of who you are, how you operate, the good, the bad, the ugly, your true self, your false self, the persona that you set up so other people can see that thinks and makes you feel safe and secure, or the ego that you're constantly trying to satisfy. You're seeing that in yourself. And I often wonder as Jesus turns from the crowd and starts heading up the mountain that he's checking his humanity, that he's making sure his ego isn't off the hook, that he's making sure his pride is where it needs to be, that he's making sure that any fears that he might have, right, are in check, in place, and centered in a spot that is meaningful to allow others to be themselves. Jesus did not come down to the planet and go, everybody change, peace out. It's not it. He didn't come down here and go, you all suck. Now get me, I'm out. That's not it. That's not it at all. 
There's a redemptive form to why he's here, and that is love. For us to process, understand, take in love, and reflect love. And that's the experience of being human, and that's what I hope you hold on to today, is when you love alone, when you start seeing yourself, you're going to start loving self, and you're going to start understanding the greatness that you are as a human. And you're also going to understand those words like, selflessness and sacrifice as a way to love, not a way to simply beating back your desires and your wants. Because let me help you, your desires and your wants, they are God-given, man. Yes, there are some unhealthy desires and wants, okay? But inside of you, those desires and wants are not something we need to keep at bay. So we need to see. We need to understand who we are, good, bad, and ugly. We also need to get the societal kind of garbage that we sit under as a volley of pressure and weight that sits on top of us. And I, I mean, let's get this just, you know, real, real quick. We have an, a massive, a massive appetite to be rich, to be first, to be number one, to not be alone, to make sure that we are in the right places. And this constant drive that is sucking our soul and spirits dry to be the best. I mean, my God, you don't have to go too far on social media, man, to get these massive messages that you suck if you are not number one, the best with the right priorities. And I mean, it's, it's pretty damn incredible. If you're not the grinding 24 seven entrepreneurial dude person with this talent that you can play a violin with your butt cheeks, eh, you suck and you're horrible. And there is this drive in us, man, that particularly in this country, and this is with human beings in general, but man, do we have a massive, massive appetite for it. We want approval. We want appreciation. We want attention. And all of those things are out of control. And we're literally have become addicted to it. If we don't get it, we're terrorized. If we don't have so many likes and or friends on Facebook or followers on Instagram or our Snapchats aren't blown up like Snapchat conversations. If our Snapchat conversation isn't 40 days long, there's something wrong with you, man. If you don't have 50 players on Fortnite with you, you, you're horrible. Like we just have to understand that when we don't have those things, we're terrorized. Do it in your own life right now. And I know there's some of you out there to like, I don't pay attention to social media, JR. I don't even get on Facebook. I don't get, I don't get on Instagram. Listen to me, man. I don't, it's when I hear that stuff, it's like people telling me they don't masturbate. It's like, come on. I know you're paying attention to it in some way. I get it. I get it. I I do the same damn things. Like, you know, it's like I, you know, the joke of me is like, I'm addicted to Facebook, man. At the end of the day, it's all there is to it. But I think that, you know, again, it's like, how am I running myself up the flagpole? Am I flying envy and jealousy? Am I flying this, like, if I don't have the appreciation and the intention of my peers, do I suck thing? Like, am I living there? And that's where I want us to go today. Because when Jesus leaves the crowd, he just doesn't go, hey, it's time for me to pray because I'm Jesus. All right, I'll be back in four hours. Jesus taps out to tap in. I want you to tap out and tap in. I want you to tap into being in love alone. I want you to be able to sit with yourself, good, bad, and ugly, and love not only yourself, but the universe, and then all the rest of the people. But you need to tap out to tap in. That's just how it goes. 
And we need to get some of these things out on the table that we are hopelessly addicted to the senses of approval and attention, appreciation, success, fame. Like we're so like into it that it's actually killing us. And to stay with the crowds, to stay with the crowds is hurting us. I'm just reading here because I'm looking at my notes. It's a never-ending tension at the end of the day, isn't it? It's just a never-ending this tension. So if you want to love, if you want to love, you got to tap out to tap back in. That's just how it goes. And that leads to freedom. And it leads to a deeper journey. And it leads to the deeper journey of who you are. And it's a spiritual process. I mean, that's just how it goes. You won't want to leave the safety of what I'm talking about because there is a safety and protection in the crowds. There's a safety and protection when it comes to you and this blind ambition to have approval and attention and the, and the pleasure of knowing that another person thinks you're awesome and great. You won't want to leave it. Your heart will push back, in fact. But as you start to tap into who you are, again, good, bad, and ugly, when you find yourself in those spots of loneliness and you start to look inward and you start to say, man, maybe I got some selfishness. Maybe I got too much fear about that. Maybe I got too much pride about that. Oh my gosh, my ego's out of control. You know, several years ago, I was involved in a, in a, in a ministry that got big real quick. And the, the cameras came and the microphones came and the spotlight came and, and it was, it was like, you know, a lot of it could have been like people saying dreams come true kind of, kind of stuff. Right. And I can't tell you the kind of tug and pull that was going on inside of me. One was lean into it, JR, lean into all that, all that stuff, touch it, taste it. Don't come up for air, eat it. Be it. And in those moments and in, and in those types of seasons and in those types of understandings and blind ambitions, it's empty. It's empty. It might put people on the map. It might make people more money. It might mean more adulation and cheering from the crowd. But at the end of the day, if you're not tapping into loving alone, to be able to be alone with self, to be able to understand and have a consciousness above the thinking mind... A consciousness above the thinking mind, which is spirits that is allowing you to be a much more fuller, richer, and freedom-bound individual versus tied to the attachments of the world. So Jesus leaves the crowd, and he's saying, leave the crowd. He's saying, go tap into who you are. Tap out to tap into who you are. Know yourself. And when you know yourself and when you're able to find that freedom, in other words, when you're able to really dig out some of the junk that's going on inside, when you're able to dig out some of the beauty that's going on inside, when you're able to hold it up, admit it, good, bad, and ugly. This is what I'm saying. This is not just, a, this again, this is not a Jesus that's just going after your crap. This is a Jesus that's going after your love. This is a Jesus that's going after the essence of who you are. And how you turn back and reflect stuff back to the community you're in. Whether it's your own family or a bigger sense of community, your neighborhood, or maybe where you work, or maybe where you serve. Right? That's what we're talking about. 
We're talking about everything having a death for resurrection, right? That's the easy part. But in the risenness, we need to understand what's coming out of the ashes, right? We need, we need to know what's there. And you're going to have a sense of freedom from the world. In other words, you'll have nothing to prove and nothing to lose. You'll have the idea that you don't have to, you know, again, this, this whole idea that if you're not exceptional, you suck. What happened to ordinary? What happened to be wonderfully ordinary? What happened to that? Why have we fallen away from that? Because we're so damn afraid at letting go of these protection mechanisms and safety mechanisms that we believe keep us functioning properly, that we're going to be okay. But the problem is they run through the years like fire going up a dry hill. And it just rips it apart. And by the time you're 50, you're like, what the hell did I do with my life? When's the last time you were able to reflect deeply inside of you that when you came out of that kind of reflection, you were like, man, I'm going to serve somebody. I'm going to meet somebody's needs. I'm going to wake up today and I'm not going to make it about me and the crowds and the likes and the followers and the career. I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I know some of you out there really jamming it on your careers. I'm really proud and happy for you. I really am. But I'm checking you. I'm checking your motives just like I'm checking mine. Imagine a life where you don't have to have approval from another. Do that real quick. Imagine yourself living a life where you don't have to have the approval of another person or group or tribe or process or thing. I know some of you out there struggle with your in-laws, right, and what they think of you. I know some of you out there struggle with your boss and what that dude thinks of you. I know some of you out there struggle with your spouse and what they think of you. Imagine that life where you don't have to have that approval to have freedom, to have happiness or peace or solace. Imagine that real quickly. What would that mean? Ultimately, you're seeing yourself, right? Ultimately, you're coming into being by seeing who you are. So love alone, right? So love alone. Have the ability to face yourself and love. Some of you, for example, grew up in some real shitty conditions with some parents that had addiction. And as adults, you are overextended in codependency, or maybe you're overextended in an addiction yourself. And I know that the, the farthest thing from your mind, either in the codependent mind or in that addictive mind, is slowing down to take a look at self and to love yourself because you're seeking other people's approval to just feel alive and valued and worthy. And I get it and I understand it and I hear it. And this is why Jesus has that example that he leaves the crowds and he goes and takes care of himself. So you're seen again, beyond the thinking mind, beyond you just thinking day to day about X, Y, and Z, there's the conscious mind. And the conscious mind is like, so hoping you see the fabric of who you are the love that's already sitting inside of you. You know, I was reading something the other day and it's just like this. It's like when you're walking along the road and you see a piece of glass and it's squarely in the middle of the road and somebody's going to pop their tire. It's like, it's going to pop somebody's, it's going to pop somebody's tire. You know that you, you, of course you do, right? You go out, you grab it and you throw it away. Even if the next 
person that was a drive down that road might be your enemy or somebody you can't stand. You still have this thing inside of you that drives you out into the road, grabs a piece of glass and chucks it out. There's stuff inside of us like that, y'all. And that's what I'm talking about seeing and tapping into. When we talk about the ego and we talk about it never being satisfied, it's like, what are you doing right now to simply satisfy that ego every single day that you can lose, that you can get away from the crowds, be by yourself, have some self-examination and lose it and find a little bit more freedom? What is it? Is it an addiction to alcohol? Is it overly codependent? Is it the fact that you've got to be the best entrepreneur in the world and if you're not, you feel like you failed? Does it feel like you fail all the time? Are you so seeking somebody else's approval that when they text you three sentences or one or three words that you lose your mind because you realize that they might not like you or they're, or they're belittling you or you just feel less than every time you're around them? What can you lose? What can you lose? But you got to tap in and you got to be honest about it. And then you got to tap out of it. You got to decide that that's not the way I'm going to live. Here are six things, six things. The good practical, we're at 29 minutes, we're almost done, I promise. Only 30 minutes, but sometimes they go 33. Here are six things that you can do to love alone. Six things that you can lose the crowds with. Find the mountain spot. Find your solace spot. And dig deep into who you are in that universe and that God. I want you to have ceaseless awareness Ceaseless awareness. Be aware of what you're doing throughout the day. Be, of, be willing of why you're doing it with the other people. How are you moving through your day to seek the approval of others? How are you moving through your day to just simply plug in to somebody else so you can get happiness? Ceaseless awareness. Like, don't stop. Like, constantly be aware of how you're motoring through the day. And if you need to stop yourself, stop yourself. Because I know some of you out there don't have this awareness yet. And that little voice inside of you is seeking to grab you and get you away from the crowd so that voice becomes a little louder. Number two, you need patience. This is a game of patience. We are so used to drive through theology in this country, drive through everything in this country, that we're going to go to church on Sunday, we're going to feel good, we're going we're gonna to park, we're going we're gonna to get it 10 minutes, we're out, we're going to feel better. And that's not this game. The spiritual game is patience. The spiritual game is time. The spiritual game is like you realizing that you need to step back from all the bullshit that's circling your world right now and know that everything you do and as you transform requires patience. Number three, compassion on top of the patience, which means you got to be human. You got you to gotta have compassion for humanity. You got to know that you're capable of making mistakes. You got to know you're capable of staying in the crowd. You got to know you're capable of when it's time to leave the crowd that you might say, no, I'm not leaving the crowd. I can't. The heart pushes back too much. I got to stay in here and get the safety and security real quick. And then maybe I can think about leaving the crowd. But you have to have compassion for yourself, some mercy and grace for yourself. You got to know you're human and that's okay. In fact, it's the greatest thing in the universe. The greatest thing in the world is to be in the body that you're in with the soul that you have and the mind that you have, regardless of the circumstances in your life. Know you need compassion for yourself. Four, nature, the natural world. Allow yourself the awe of the natural world. Allow yourself to touch a redwood, go to the ocean, go to a leak, lake, drive through the country, roll your windows down on a summer day and let the breeze hit your face. 
What and where is awe for you when it comes to the comes to the natural world? Is it a river? Is it a great view? Is it a sunset? Is it a sunrise? Is it the dew on the end of a piece of grass? Is it a hummingbird cruising the backyard? Is it a bluebird sitting on the line? What is it? Is it the volcano that's happening in Hawaii right now, which is just absolutely amazing and awe-inspiring to watch? What is it? What is it out there in the natural world? And you need to get out and touch it. Get away from the damn phones, the damn computer, the classroom, the work environment, and go touch it. There's so much happening on the other side of that glass. Number five, work with people. What do I mean? I mean serve people. Work with them. Be in a position to reach another person's need. Anticipate another's need. Have a lunch with somebody that you know just needs to talk. Send somebody a damn gift card that you know might be struggling. Do it anonymously. Invite your neighbor over for dinner. Wave at your neighbor. My wife teaches me every day about our neighbors. My wife is so freaking great about this one. The neighbors come in the house, man, and she's like all in it. She doesn't care. She's all about that service. It's wonderful to watch. It's a huge experience. Work with the people. Who around you has needs, get on them. Number six, look for the silence. Look for the solitude. The ability to see. Where can you go to see? And now now I'm talking to a couple different places. I'm talking about physically. Where can you go to see yourself? Where can you go to get away from the crowds? Is it in your car? Is it in your office? Is it in your bedroom? Is it a walk around the block, a walk down to the lake, a beach? Where can you go and find that solitude and peace? Where can you go where you can ask yourself questions? Where can you go to love alone? Where can you go to love alone? Asking deep probing questions about who the hell you are, right? About the things that you'd like to see in your life. The more that you would like. The desires that you want fulfilled. The wants that you want to show the world. The creative that has become fired inside of you. Where can you go to start that expression alone so you can get back to the crowds? Because at the end of the day, Jesus just doesn't walk away from the crowds and not comes back. In fact, quite the opposite. He goes away to come back. He unplugs to plug back in. I want you to hear that. Jesus walks away from the crowd so he can come back down. I want you to do the same thing. I want you in a position where you can fully embrace who you are, fall in love with who you are, Know that you're okay with no attachments to people, places, and things. Nobody's going to make you happy. No thing is going to send you enough approval to make yourself shine. And, and, no, and certainly no place. And certainly no place is just going to simply make you happy. But I want you to be in a position where you can walk away and go back. Good people. If you need me, I'm JR at JRMan.com. JR at JRMan.com. Last name is M-A-H-O-N. Next week on the big podcast, Ask JR. We will go through a bunch of your questions. Uh, don't forget, um, you are absolutely loved, man. That's all there is to it. And, and, I, and I hope you know you're loved by the universe, by Godfather. Like, he's digging you. And I hope you can take a little bit of time this week 
and find a little piece of solitude and silence away from the crowds where you can start tapping in and identifying that. Love you all. Talk to you next week. Oh,